following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. On the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. In a moment, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com will join us. I think with what happened about 24 hours ago, the picture is clear. Things are deeper behind the scenes connected to Connor Stallions than previously thought. And that would be with University of Michigan officials, even the media on this story. Another assistant fired. This wasn't leave with pay while they investigate. This was a complete firing, which means you have to have corroborating witnesses or evidence. No one's saying why. I'll go through this timeline here, which it's it, this isn't good. It's not how quickly a, a week ago, Santa Ono was willing to be impregnated and give birth to Harbaugh's baby. He was really that close. I saw an alien. It can happen. Okay. The old school alien. It can. It can happen. Don't believe what you read on Twitter. Ward Manuel was willing to go to the wall. We're all saying, I can't believe this. The support for Harbaugh is unprecedented. He's never had this. And six days later, they're saying, uh, we'll take the three-game suspension. Everybody goes, uh-oh. And then Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com was on this show yesterday. And Ballas said, be prepared in the next 24 to 48 hours because there is more to this story. And it's not good for Michigan. And earlier this morning, Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team broke the story that Michigan football releases assistant Chris Partridge. Rick Minner is the interim linebackers coach. Releases is nice. It's fire. I love how in all these press releases or things, people are like, we released him. 
It's fired. Now, the question is, why? And now as you get into more assistance being let go in season, Harbaugh's responsible for his program. He is. I've stated from the start, as Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team has, if more comes out, he'll have to pay whatever penalty aligns with what is discovered. And it seems that those NCAA investigators that Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team broke earlier this week were interviewing Michigan athletes. So you can do the math. Just based on what Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team broke this week, that the math is those interviews with the NCAA investigators or investigate, I don't know if it's 1, 10, 20, the NCAA doesn't like hand out a press release. Somebody gave them evidence or multiple people gave them enough evidence to back down on court, to take the three-game suspension, and then fire. Not release with pay like they did with Connor Stallions or suspend. Again, suspend, release, fire. We can use all the words. And Chris Partridge is out. This is the day before another game. Last Friday, they were wondering if Harbaugh's going to coach. This Friday, they lose another coach. They had to deal, I'm talking the team here, the players. They had to deal with Connor Stallions and still dealing with that. Yet they found a way to win at Penn State with that emotion for Harbaugh. But now as this team takes another body shot when they're jumping on a plane to College Park, Maryland, at what point does it affect this team? It was, it was a body blow with Michigan versus everybody, Santa Ona, Ward Manuel, the boosters, everybody behind Harbaugh to publicly say yesterday, we're going to take the three-game suspension. And then firing another coach, which has headlines everywhere. Now, David Gregory, who is a lawyer by trade, and he is a certified NFL PA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports, He's based in West Michigan. He's going to join us in about 20 minutes. He spent the afternoon going over Harbaugh's contract. Can you believe where we were in the last seven days with this story? Seven days ago, is he going to coach? Is he going to coach? Oh, my God, they did it. Oh, my God, the Big Ten. Tony Patati, what are you doing? Harbaugh finds out when the plane touches down. Michigan goes out and wins the emotion. Sharon Moore afterwards. Detroit versus everybody, Michigan versus everybody, huge show versus everybody gear is selling out. There seems to be this rally that even Harbaugh could you could see it on his face that they're they're behind me. And boom. This is another side to the story that no sources had that had to be new and fresh and strong enough for Michigan and their lawyers and Santa Ono, the president, and Ward Manuel, the AD, and maybe even Harbaugh to say, we're going to agree to the three-game suspension. Now, I was talking with David Gregory. Harbaugh, it's interesting with no contract here. Is it the 2014 contract? There's a standard contract that he's under, and the new one has never been signed. The old one stated that He could not knowingly, and remember, that was a statement after Connor Stallions, knowingly 
do things or know about them inside his program, but he is responsible as a head coach. And I'll tell you this. What is that? Weiss, the low-level assistant uh, in his Instagram shenanigans, Connor Stallions in this, and it's all in season, with Harbaugh suspended for six games. (laughs) If we all step back, and I know I'm the huge show across the state of Michigan, and if this was going on at any other school, you would be piling on. You, you, the Michigan fans, me, Bill Simonson, 19 stations, talk show host. By the way, that huge show versus everybody gear sold a million pieces. And then somebody came up with everybody against the huge show that sold 10 million pieces. (laughs) Oh my God. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. Part of the team coverage on Harbaugh, Big Ten, Partridge, uh, God. I mean, just when you think there's there's a path to light at the end of the tunnel, Anthony, we get the bomb yesterday, the you know the PR bomb on about face and going to take the three game suspension, and now Michigan fires someone else on Harbaugh's staff in season very quickly. Wasn't put on um, you know pay, and we're going to look into it. Uh, Partridge just can I. I'm trying to figure out on the eve of another football game for the second-ranked team in the country, at what point does this affect the kids? Yeah, I mean, that's part of yesterday's news as well. You know, accepting the suspension, realizing that there is, uh, at some point, it's not fair to the players to uh, kind of jerk them around and let them, you know, not know who's going to be coaching them on Saturday. Now, also, what we discussed yesterday when I came on was that clearly something else was something happened because you went from going to the mattresses and they're going to fight like hell for Michigan. And this is a witch hunt and all that too. Okay. Yep. We're good here. So, uh, and obviously the Chris Partridge development is, was the shoe to drop. There's also the report that, um, you know, there may have been a booster involved with, with funding, you know, whatever stallions is up to. So, it's just, I mean, you do wonder. I mean, I, this is really, I've really been struck by throughout the year, even going back to the first Jamar Boss suspension, that these guys have been able to kind of lock in and stay focused and just keep their head down and keep playing football. But, you know, at what point is it just enough is enough, right? And, again, I don't think this is something that will affect them on Saturday. Uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, next week is going to be pretty easy to get up for, but... My God, it has just been, you know, hard, hard and heavy with the, you know, yesterday we, we were, we've talked so much about the drip, drip, drip of this whole thing, right? Yesterday was the, the meteor that hit and then it, it felt abrupt and it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. But, you know, if you're, if that's, if that's the evidence they had, that you have no other choice because you were going to go to court and you were going to lose. There was nothing to fight from. So, you know, I, I know that a lot of people can, have kind of been ragging on Michigan for screen for due process, then all of a sudden, quote unquote, rolling over. But, you know, the due process part of it was provide us the evidence of, of wrongdoing, provide us more evidence of who else was involved. And the Big Ten said, uh, to quote Michigan from last week, bet and, and 
gave them what they had. So that's where we are today. Yeah, and, he, and and now take yourself inside Santa Ono's office, the president at Michigan, even Ward Manuel. The last week you were staunch, strong, and public in support of Harbaugh. Now you get this late, at least according to reports, uh, the NCAA investigating personnel, whoever on campus, players, students, I don't know. You know, again, NCAA doesn't show their playbook on Twitter or Facebook or on College Football Tonight that something dramatic happened to the point that you accepted that three-game suspension about face and fired your linebackers coach. And like you said, the story about a possible booster funding it, here we go again now with what is fact, what is fiction. The facts are Michigan did the quickest about face I've ever seen from a university in five days, less than five days, and you get another assistant fired. And your head coach is going to be suspended for half the season. You have to ask yourself, and and I I can't believe I'm even bringing this up, Anthony, from where this was and the temperature on Monday, so pro Harbaugh. Really going back to uh, last Friday when the Big Ten and the timing of it and the plane landing in State College, Pennsylvania, that if you look at your head coach was suspended for six games, for multiple allegations from the NCAA Big Ten, go down the list. And you're going to have multiple coaches and people under Harbaugh removed from their jobs here in season and over the last, in this calendar year. I get they're number two in the country. I get they have a shot at winning a national championship, but we're, we're... we're still sailing on uncharted waters. So the question really is, what is the future of Jim Harbaugh? Because if there are these new allegations, if this coach was fired, and this, and he was fired, that all this is coming out, you're Michigan. Could you, in the course of a week, or maybe after the Iowa State game, do, do you turn around and then drop your own suspension until the investigation is done with Harbaugh. This is crazy. I, again, that's hypothetically speaking here, but it, it is where the temperature is at this hour with you, Anthony Broom, and where it was just two days ago. It, I, I can't, I've never experienced anything like it. I will say this. I think that Michigan has an oversight problem, and, and that's something that Jim Harbaugh has to wear, but even deeper than that, I think that's something that both Santa Ono and, and Ward Manuel have to wear. I mean, from Manuel's perspective, again, I'm not, I'm not going to do the low-hanging fruit of throwing him under the bus for everything. But uh, again, you know, the scandals that you've had with the hockey coach, you've had, you know, got, you know, coaches that have left under his watch. You've got a football program that has essentially operated autonomously. Uh, and obviously without, you know, very, with very little oversight or, um, either a, a lack of understanding of the rules or a brazen skirting of the rules. It doesn't matter how stupid the rules are. The rules are the rules. So for me, it's, I come back to this because I still, there's still kind of the whiplash of not knowing exactly what the future looks like. I think you can kind you know, if you're Michigan, you can kind of punt on what the future might look like as long as they keep winning. But I feel like, when that, if a loss comes, so God forbid tomorrow, next Saturday, 
in the college football playoff, I think that's when I don't want to say the bottom will fall out, but I think that things will probably happen pretty quickly in either we are going to extend Jim Harbaugh because we think we think this might be the end of it, or listen, um, it's been nine years. It was a very successful three years, and but at this point, like the noise and what the institution's been put through, um, is that going to be too much for them? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's nice to win football games, but the last you know eight or nine, ten months of storylines mm. has just been. It has been just gut punch after gut punch, and yeah, you can satiate that by winning football games, but eventually the season stops or the winning stops, and you have questions to answer. So, regardless of you know how, ultimately, I'll still I'll still go to my grave saying that. What they're accused of is a lot of level two, level three type of stuff. But then, you know, what what got Jim Harbaugh suspended in the first place for the burger thing? It was a lack of cooperation or lack of being forthright with the NCA, which kicks it up to a level one, right? And then you've got Chris Partridge now reportedly. Uh, I'm still not 100% clear what, what he's accused of, whether it's destroying evidence or telling players not to comply or communicate. Um, once you interfere in an investigation, that gets kicked up to a level one. So again, it, the, the thing I keep coming back to is all of this. And, you know, it's something that somehow, you know, they've been able to avoid it on the field over the last few years is a lot of self-inflicted wounds. But it, it seems like the more that they've been able to keep it together on the field over these last few years, uh, the more behind the scenes things have gotten a little frenetic. So I, I don't know what's next. I can just tell you that, uh, obviously, we're exhausted by it. Uh, I know that a lot of Michigan fans are exhausted by it. And regardless of what happens the rest of the way, I mean, this is a lot of people are going to come out of this season feeling spent. And even if they do win it all, like who who the hell knows what's, what's coming next? And that's, you know, the uncertainty rolls on, but it does feel like I will say this is maybe my last point on the the, the whole investigation is that I think everything that could be out there for now is now out there in terms of the investigation. I know they've talked about expediting it, but the big Ten's backing off now, the NCA will continue to investigate, but um, yeah, the self-inflicted wounds are the ones that probably hurt more than the other ones. Anthony Broom, Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, John Borden, Doug Skeen, the crew, doing stellar work and they're being objective on this story at the wolverine.com i know some of you may laugh but they are and i i feel the same way uh when you look at starting the season with a three-game suspension ending it i get you could be national champs you could be third straight big 10 champions you could beat ohio state for the third straight game but uh firing coaches connor stallion story uh granted by themselves not bad but like you said, if if the rumors and reports and sources are true that there was coaches trying to tell players not to say or do something or evidence being removed or, you know, taken off computer, whatever it is, again, it's it's still fluid, as they say. Harbaugh can't sit there and say, I didn't know any of this was going on. How many more coaches do you need? Or Harbaugh is so disconnected from everybody that they knew they could go do their own thing and Harbaugh never double-checked. Never had a quality control guy who would have been there to keep an eye on the other coaches. 
Somebody. I Is Harbaugh that guy? We don't know. And I guess we'll just wait for more facts to come out. But the facts are Harbaugh and Michigan agreed to that three-game suspension yesterday. NCAA found out something enough for Michigan to fire Partridge, even though they're not saying anything. Uh, I, I think they're trying to not say anything to get through this game. I, I believe we'll get more Sunday or Monday on this, Anthony, which will be Ohio State week, or they could be trying to wait till you get through Ohio State week, but then that could be Big Ten Championship week. Wow. It, it, it's kind of crazy, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Anthony, that the games with the latest news from yesterday and today, the games have really dropped in terms of importance and the innocent side of a rivalry that you have more of, not minutia, because this is real, but more of this story now out there and it's headlines everywhere. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll never argue that the games are less important. I think to those guys, the, the players, the fact that um, I know there's a lot of players that are still, you know, it's the whiplash of all this and, and those guys aren't privy to this type of stuff. I know the NCAA was in town investigating players, but you know, they, they have nothing to do with stealing signs. They just go out there and do what they're told to do. They go out there, play the game, uh, follow, you know, implement the game plan, do what they're coached to do. Yesterday's decision puts, you know, take some heat off of those guys. Like you just have to go play football and can control what you can control. But yeah, I mean, I understand like from a, if you, you know, from a fan perspective or a media perspective, Okay, so Michigan goes out and beats Ohio State. Well, what what comes next? Um, okay, well they win a Big Ten championship. Oh well, is more news going to come out where the Big Ten decides to vacate it, or w- will there be some kind of postseason ban in the future? I don't know. I don't know any of those things. But the thing I do know for sure is that you know when it comes to Jim Harbaugh's role in all of this, and, and I truly believe that he. I do believe that he didn't have anything to do with this, you know, not, you know, the operation. I don't think it's something he directed, but ignorance of what's going on or dishonesty about what's going on. Neither of those are good options for him or for Michigan. So again, I mean, I I still, I can see, I can see a way forward for him. I can see a way forward for this program where, Okay, at this point, suspensions have been served. People involved have been fired or resigned. You pay the big fine. You accept the probation. I don't know, maybe scholarships are affected or whatever. I don't think they vacate wins. I don't think they ban anyone from the postseason. But, um, you know, you do wonder if if something does come down, if he'll be around to serve any of it. And that's maybe the, the biggest question in all of this now. I agree. And that that's really where I began this conversation with uh, uh, the future of Harbaugh in the course of uh, three days, three days from Harbaugh being a martyr to the unknown now on why was that assistant fired? Is there more there? The NCAA uncovered this. Could it be a player turning on coaches, which could destroy a locker room? We just don't know right now. Yeah. It's tough to say. Um, this is wholly unprecedented and, I know not something a lot of us signed up for, but mm. that's what's going on. And you uh, you deal with it and see what, what happens from here. But uh, I don't think anyone with a straight, you know, can say with a straight face they know what's coming next. And something I've preached from the start, too, is this is why you don't plant a flag and say witch hunt or say that someone's out to get you because new information comes to light. 
all of a sudden you look like a fool. So it's important to, as best we can, stay level-headed with it, take the developments in stride, uh, see what it all winds up meaning, and then at some point the dust will clear with all this, and we'll see where Michigan stands and where you know the alleged perpetrators stand and, and what the punishment winds up being. But, yeah, um, yesterday's plot twist was – I mean, talk about right before the stroke of midnight. I mean, they were supposed to go to court today and fight all this, but um, that's what happens when an investigation is ongoing when information comes to light. So we'll see if anything else does. I assume that we'll hear more about, um, you know, if any assistants were involved in something, we'll learn more about the alleged booster that may have been part of this as well. From there, we'll see where it goes. This was supposed to be a day of celebration that Harbaugh was going to win the restraining order, be coaching against Maryland and Ohio State, and the Big Ten and Michigan uh, would forever be enemies. And instead, uh, a week later, we're wondering about Harbaugh's future. And one note about everybody calling it a witch hunt, let's be honest, the press releases from Michigan and Ward Manual kind of confirmed to the witch hunt side of this that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're right with you. And that was Manuel and Santa Ono in, within the last week. And now we're here, Anthony. It's crazy. I got to run, get to a network timeout. I appreciate your opinion. Uh, we'll hear from Safey later in the broadcast. They're on their way. Chris and the Wolverine.com crew to the Maryland game in College Park. Thank you, my man. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. What a week. Yeah, it's a, like day to day, the story's crazy. Uh, David Gregory is a lawyer by trade, NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. He's our legal slash sports advisor. Uh, He has gone through Harbaugh's contract, and there's a lot of questions here about short-term, long-term future, and also coaches being let go. And under the NCAA bylaws, under his Michigan contract, How much responsibility does Harbaugh have to share for what assistants do? David Gregory from Bull Rush Sports will join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Bonus points with M Perks at Meyer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meyer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this. 
winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spa. Now, they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area, and you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care, and Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more, or even your kids. Think about that. If your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care, Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. The Michigan Big Ten NCAA Connor Stallion story. It seemed to have, not finality, but today was going to be Michigan's day in court. They would more than likely get the temporary restraining order. Arbaugh would coach against Maryland tomorrow and against the Buckeyes a week from tomorrow. Instead, out of nowhere, Michigan decides to publicly accept after privately negotiating with the Big Ten the three-game suspension. NCAA, meanwhile, was investigating in Ann Arbor, talking to people connected to the football program. And Chris Partridge, linebackers coach for Michigan, was fired this morning. Where's the story going? I don't know. Nobody knows. David Gregory is a lawyer by trade, also NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. He's based in the Grand Rapids area. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. He was looking at Harbaugh's contract, and because he hasn't had a new contract and he's been working really, you know, on generic paper work. Uh, tell me where things are at with Harbaugh's contract right now and if assistants are doing unscrupulous things and losing their jobs, how culpable is Harbaugh as the head coach? David, uh, we're going to need to call him back. Brett, talk to him a little bit, please. Make sure we got a good connection. All right. It's David Gregory, lawyer, Sports agent, Bull Rush Sports, based in Grand Rapids. He got Jake Wedd out of the UP in Northern Michigan, drafted and signed by the Indianapolis Colts. He just began his sports agent journey about a year and a half ago after a long career as a lawyer. 
So let's uh, roll back in there, Superfly, and we'll give it a try with David Gregory again. Uh, David, we lost you on the mobile uh, hookup. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. So uh, let's talk about from with what assistants do, how culpable or responsible is the head coach and Jim Harbaugh at Michigan under wording of his contract? Well, Bill, uh, he, he is operating under this memorandum of understanding that's very basic. Uh, it was supposed to be replaced with a more detailed contract. All I really have, we, all we really have, is language from his 2014 contract. And uh, I think that's a gray area, but I believe in the absence of a new specific terms, his old contract controls. That's number one. Number two, it does say that he can be fired for cause if an NCAA level one, level two violation occurs, or if a material violation of a material rule occurs, that would include Big Ten rules, and it was caused by the head coach's failure to properly supervise his staff. So there, there is language on point that suggests if he failed to supervise his uh, coaching staff, people that report to him, and that the, it, it resulted in a violation of a material Big Ten rule or a level one or level two NCAA violation, he could be fired for cause. So with Partridge uh, being let go immediately with no – uh, Connor Stallion's treatment, which was suspended without pay, and then he resigned. He was actually never fired uh, by the school. Uh, the Partridge quick firing. Uh, as a lawyer, and again, you're not privy to everything going on, but that's usually a sign that they had pretty strong evidence to back their firing of Partridge. Yes, to let go of someone that quickly <laughs> suggests uh, that they had strong evidence that direct testimony of someone saying that he, uh, you know, that Coach Partridge uh, took some action. There, there are media accounts of what it was, but uh, I'm sure someone with direct knowledge of the action uh, informed uh, when asked someone at the school. His name is David Gregory, lawyer by trade, certified NFLPA sports agent, Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan. So the question is, the about face by everybody uh, towards this situation. A week ago, less than a week ago, it was open letters of support from Santa Ono, Board of Regents, tweeting out their support, like Jordan Acker for Harbaugh. Uh, Ward Manuel, I mentioned uh, his letter back to the Big Ten, and now they're accepting the three-game suspension and coaches are getting fired. My Lord, look how fast this story changed. Well, certainly. I mean, in fact, Ward Manuel, who's always been accused of not being supportive of Coach Arbaugh, uh, called the suspension uh, unethical, <laughs> called it unethical uh, and uh, insulting. So, yeah, a complete about face and change of tone. And one can only presume that some new facts came to light that changed, uh, I guess, the opinion and position of university leadership. So if you're on the Michigan legal team right now, uh, where are you at on everything? I guess where I would be is you got to let things play out. In my opinion, you've got to let proper, I guess, proper investigations take, take place. It sounds like the NCAA is very actively investigating both the uh, in, in person scouting and perhaps other things that have gone on 
you know, again, they often say the cover-up is worse than the crime. Uh, I heard Chris Bell say that on your show yesterday. Uh, but I think you've got to let the proper investigations play out. Uh, and again, unless you have the smoking gun, unless you have a videotape of someone confessing to a violation, uh, I do think you have a tendency to let these things play out. His name is David Gregory, lawyer by trade, sports agent, uh, Bull Rush Sports. Follow him uh, on Twitter. Uh, the legal side of this for Harbaugh, and we talked about the contract gray area, everything that's out there, uh, where we are even talking about his contract compared to a week ago where it was Michigan versus everybody, T-shirts and Sharon Moore saying this is for you, Coach Harbaugh. And here we are six days later wondering how responsible he is for the actions of assistance. It's insane. Yeah, well, it, it is a dramatic turn, and it, it doesn't seem to center on all of a sudden people think he did know exactly what Connor Stallions was doing. Uh, that still seems to be, I, I guess, the conclusion that there is no evidence that he knew about what Connor Stallions was up to. But it feels like perhaps other things have happened related to this. Again, that is purely speculation by me. But, uh, it, again, the media accounts are that Partridge, and this is coming from ESPN, I believe, from a U of M source, that Coach Partridge essentially told people not to talk or talk to people other than the NCAA about the investigation. Uh, so that seems to be, I guess, the new issue here. Which, by the way, as Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com just told us, that not, cooperate, uh, co- not cooperating can take a lower-level violation and make it a level one. So, And it's the same situation with the allegations against Harbaugh with not knowing about the cheeseburger uh, buy for some recruits. Uh, that, that's where... Michigan went, oh, my Lord, we're, we're, we're self-imposing, trying to get through this one side of it, and we're right back here again, if the reports are true, with Partridge trying to block guys. And now if they were trying to block people, uh, David, if, that, if, if it was players, coaches, support personnel, whoever connected to the football program, think what that can do to a locker room. Think what that can do to Schembechler Hall. Like, who's... Who's snitching on Harbaugh? Who's I'm telling you, I've never thought that this situation, just with Connor Stallions, would ever affect the players. Now, with last Friday, not knowing if he's going to coach, and they're told when they land in Pennsylvania, and now this Friday with their linebackers coach being fired, it has to seep, whether it's off the field or on the field. Maybe not on the field when they're going, but... You know, you got 85-plus guys, not including walk-ons. I don't know what the final number is, but keeping that chemistry, it will be interesting how they play tomorrow. It really will against Maryland. Well, I do think you're exactly right. I mean, yesterday, or excuse me, last week, it seemed to bring them together. The outside pressure and scrutiny seemed to bring everybody at University of Michigan together and get them all singing off the same hymnal. You know, this week it feels a little different. That maybe, you know, the uh, – the choir is starting to break up a little bit, uh, that the pressure is maybe driving people apart a little bit. At least that's what it looks like from the outside with this partridge development. Yeah, I, I, I cannot believe how the Michigan versus everybody, how Harbaugh, the we're going to do this, uh, Santa Ono telling the Big Ten to stick it, Ward Manuel telling the Big Ten to stick it, Board of Regents telling the Big Ten to stick it and the media 
and this witch hunt on hardball and you get another coach fired. It really will. The, the future of hardball, how this affects Michigan tomorrow, the Ohio State game, it's going to be interesting. David Gregory, uh, phenomenal work uh, when it comes to the legal side of sports and also an NFLPA certified agent, Bull Rush Sports. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he'll voice his opinions there. And also we share a lot of the audio uh, that he does here on the huge show across Michigan. David, uh, safe travels. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you, Bill. I would just add one more thing. There is specific language in Coach Harbaugh's contract that says he has to cooperate with any university or Big Ten uh, investigation, has to encourage his staff to do the same. And I would guess, or I have mm. reason to believe, that every, every coach has similar language. Every assistant coach has uh, very specific language on investiga- investigatory um, cooperation. I tell you, investigatory, when I can tell you went to law school right there, David. Yeah, I, you know, at some point when your head coach is suspended for half the season, number two team in the country, and you're losing multiple assistants, either fired or resignations, uh, and you got the Matt Weiss computer thing on a whole separate investigation. Uh, I really felt with the support of Michigan and Manuel. Over the last week, he was safe for 10 years at Michigan. And now this new story, we'll see how it plays out. David, thank you so much. Thank you, Huge. Appreciate it. All right, David Gregory, NFL PA certified sports agent, lawyer by trade, Bull Rush Sports, West Michigan-based. He focuses on Michigan athletes, Michigan coaches, NIL deals, and more. Just follow Bull Rush Sports on Twitter. A couple of things happening. Speaking of Michigan-Ohio State, Uh, I'll be broadcasting live a week from today. Wow. Thanksgiving weekend is already here. It's amazing. Well, next weekend, uh, less than a week out. Uh, I'll be right across from the big house, live broadcast on the eve of the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort's huge tailgate. So if you're 21 and up, you can get into the tailgate. Also, if you're 21 and up, you can register to win a pair of tickets to see Ohio State at Michigan, courtesy of Soren Eagle. Just text TAILGATE to 21000. Text TAILGATE to 21000. Must be 21 to enter. And I'll announce a winner at the end of my live broadcast just outside the big house one week from today. Text TAILGATE to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Huge here with my good friend Lomas Brown, and together we are connecting with Drew and the team at Impact Power Sports Rockford, the only place in West Michigan to get the best-made golf cart on the planet, Yamaha. Now, we're a couple of big dudes, and there's going to be a huge cart. And also, Lomas, there's going to be a pretty cool cart for you connected to what you do for a living. Absolutely huge. The kind folks at Impact Power Sports are customizing one of those carts for me right now. And as you know, man, those carts are 
the most comfortable and longest-lasting golf carts on the market today. And Impact Power Sports is the only place to preserve yours. So, yeah, man, it'd be great to see people come out and see that. Yeah, we'll be out there at the Big House on November 25th from 8 a.m. until noon right across uh, from the stadium with our friends from Soaring Eagle and also Impact Power Sports Rockford, the only place in West Michigan to get the best made golf carts on the planet from our friends at Yamaha. And you can also get details soon on the huge show and how you could register to win uh, Lomas's golf cart. That might be tough to get it away from you, Lomas. I know, I know it's going to look good, man. That Honolulu blue and silver, man. And like I say, how big and comfortable that is. Yeah, they might have to pry the big fella out of it. And before we go, Lomas, I know you have a few words for Drew and the team at Impact Power Sports in Rockford. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be working and partnering up with those guys. Looking forward to seeing them on November 25th at the big house. You can join Lomas and myself, Impact Power Sports, November 25th at the big house right across from the stadium. And keep listening to the huge show for all of the details. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also on the iHeart app, you can listen anywhere in the world. Just search The Huge Show and the free stream. Weekdays at 3 if you run out of range of a radio station or you're at a computer, just search The Huge Show on all the podcasts, but thehugeshow.net uh, for the stream. Inside this hour, more on Coach Partridge being fired, the linebackers coach for Michigan. Reports say connections to possibly... Connor Stallions and NCAA investigators. This story has taken a turn to even an uglier stage. Because Harbaugh is the boss. He's the head coach. He is suspended for six games of this year. 
a week ago it looked like he wasn't going to miss a game. They're going to win in court today. Santa Ono, they're working on a contract. Ward Manuel, they possibly were going to announce it. Ohio State week, like Ballas reported. Things have changed that quick. Three-game suspension, firing more on his staff. Mm. It's crazy. Tim May, he's a Big Ten insider based in Columbus. We'll find out what those in Ohio State country are saying. Doug Skeen, part of the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast. He'll be by Dr. Bill Pink. Another moving Ferris forward interview. We'll talk about the Ferris Grand Valley D2 playoff game in Allendale tomorrow. Minus Tony Anissa was suspended a game because the Bulldogs celebrated too much in the locker room down in Texas last December. Lomas Brown, Josh Garvey. Josh is the managing shareholder at Bean Garter. Lomas Brown, former Lion on the Lions Radio Network, will break down the Lions where they're at. Look back at San Diego. Look ahead to the Bears in Detroit on Sunday. That's coming up within an hour. Let's go to Tom and Jenison. Tom, listening on hey, 96-1 The Game. You're on the huge show. How you doing, big man? What's happening? So I really appreciate the coverage today, and here's kind of what I feel like. I feel like the, what you've touched on for a while, some of those Michigan folks were like in the middle of the party drinking hard and saying, yeah, yeah, let's go. And then all of a sudden the sun came up and they got sober and they just realized, man, maybe that wasn't a good decision because you hit on it. I thought it was interesting today when the agreement was made with the Big Ten that they would stop the investigation. There's a reason that Michigan wants the investigation stopped. There's a reason that they didn't do an investigation initially, I believe, because when Harbaugh initially said, I know nothing about it, you would think, that Ward Manuel would say with Harbaugh, we're going to launch an investigation right now. I think their I, I think their calculus was off with their strategy, and they did not think well because the thought was the NCAA will slow walk it, and we can play this season out, and then we'll deal with it afterwards. But all of a sudden, the most rational actor in this is going to end up being Tony Petiti, because if you if you read what he wrote, he waited on all sides and went to Michigan, and you pointed it out in last segment. Ward Manuel and Santo Ono look like fools now. They got caught up in the party drinking the Kool-Aid. And now the faculty at Michigan and rational alumni got to be saying, what the hell are you guys thinking jumping into that boat without having the information? And this is there's going to be more to come. I mean, Central Michigan is going to end up probably firing an assistant who connected Connor Stallions with that. You know, did, did Chris Partridge uh, get rid of information not to protect Chris Partridge, but maybe to protect other people? You know, I mean, Stallions was supposed to be close with Jay Harbaugh or whatever it may be. Did, did Partridge fall in a grenade? I, I think there's going to be more to come, and I think Michigan's just trying to cut their losses. But I think they failed early with some decisions. Well, and, and they didn't know. That this is the problem that you, you would have thought, and I appreciate the call, Tom and Jenison, on the west side of Michigan listening on our flagship station, 96 won the game. I said this before Santa Ono and Ward Manuel went public in their support and Jordan Acker of Border Region, that you had to investigate everything and talk to everybody on that staff and every football player. You had there there could not be anything else that could come out. Otherwise, you're here. This was going to be a day of celebration of Michigan beating Tony Petiti in the Big Ten. And a lot of people bought in. Because my belief was if the school president, if 
The school AD and Board of Regents all are standing that strong with Harbaugh less than one week ago. I would have thought they vetted everything and everybody and said there's nothing else there. I actually said that on air a week ago. Instead, you're firing another coach. Your head coach is going to miss half of the regular season suspended due to NCAA allegations and Big Ten allegations. I told everybody to start this show, and even myself, step back and say, if that's going on at Ohio State, you're calling them the most crooked program on earth. Your head coach suspended for six games. Didn't fight it. Did initially. And now we're looking at your linebackers coach let go the day before the Maryland game. And reports say connected to possible evidence or pressuring players not to talk or staff personnel. Nobody knows exactly. It's crazy. Let's go to Tim May, Columbus Dispatch. Uh, This story, Timmy, takes a different turn, it seems, about every 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm not no longer with the Columbus Dispatch. I've been I've been retired from them for five years, but uh, that's a that's another story. I'm with LettermanRoad.com uh, and On3.com. Well, it was their mistake because you're good. You remember you remember our conversation way back from several weeks ago, which uh, I kept kept saying, you know, Petiti needed to uh, canvas the uh, athletic directors and the coaches, but mainly the athletic directors. You know, what what is the what's the right penalty here, and uh, and then also that. The first thing Michigan should have done, like you, you and I were talking about, was should have somebody from higher up should have walked into the football office and said, "All right, is there anything to this, whatever?" and asked poignant, pointed questions and got to the bottom of it immediately. And at that point, you know the uh, the Michigan bluster, the Michigan uh, defense fund was in full force, and uh, they were trying to point the finger at everybody but themselves, and and that's why they're in the position they're in right now. It's pretty. It's pretty sad in a way because this is almost the opposite way. Uh, you're going to do a you're going to do a book on this later. It's almost the opposite way to handle a crisis situation. And by crisis, I mean, you know, it's it's just embarrassing. There, what what what's your football program? And you know, you know, I've covered many many things down here at Ohio State that are that have embarrassed the football program. Your football program is basically a big advertising tool for your university on top on well, uh, more than anything else. And now uh, Michigan looks extremely foolish. And, uh, you know, I tell you with the part, you know, we were talking about it three weeks ago, huge. The part that I couldn't handle was them, you know, throwing the pointing the finger at Ryan Day and Ryan Day's brother and things like this. Like uh, there was some kind of whatever was going on. Heck, the more you find out about this thing, most of the info might have come from inside the hallowed halls of uh, Michigan. So we'll see where it steers. But this is by no means the end of this thing. <laughs> I think anybody knows that at this point. The Big Ten was was really relying. The Big Ten was relying on the NCAA investigation uh, for its information, and that NCAA investigation will will continue. So uh, this is just today was clarified. Yesterday was clarification that Jim Harbaugh will indeed not appear in front of Judge Judy and serve out uh, his three-game suspension. And then, of course, today, the, the bombshell of Chris Partridge being fired. Uh, wow. Where does it go from here is more of the question than is it over. 
<laughs> well, and, that, and I was I'm ta- not laughing. Right, that no. was not a laugh. That was more yeah. of a, you know, an aside. Like, boy, you know, if you think it's over yet, you, you you're not paying attention. No, that's what I said to start the show today. That in the course of literally 48 hours, because it looked like Michigan was lined up. There was legal experts saying they had a case based on what had been presented by the Big Ten, but this new link to Chris Partridge, possibly to Connor Stallions, and who knows who else inside there, where either staff personnel or even team members uh, were interviewed by the NCAA. Mm -hmm. In a deposition-style scenario, there had to be someone who corroborated Partridge-connected to something nefarious for Michigan to fire him, not suspend and do an investigation, but to flat out fire the Michigan linebackers coach that quick. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with NCAA and investigative rules. If in fact that's the correct way of saying that, uh, when you when you when you sign a letter of intent or you you know a contract uh, with a, with a school that's in the NCAA. You're compelled to answer when the, if the NCAA has questions to ask. You're compelled to answer the questions. You're compelled to produce, uh, you know, bank records, everything else, or you uh, don't get to participate. You know, until you do, or until uh, some other way the investigation is satisfied. So, you know, if you're if you're part of a club, you have to adhere by the club's rules, and you know, you always. I was talking on a bunch of radio stations last week, uh, or excuse me, earlier this week. How I didn't think this this idea of going in front of uh, in front of your in front of a judge uh, and arguing your point, uh, this uh, which would have been today. Uh, I didn't think that was going to fly for for Michigan because a judge in their own backyard had already ruled, "Hey, let's put this off until next Friday," instead of immediately giving uh, Jim Harbaugh. You know, a TRO where he could have coached last week at Penn State. I thought that was a harbinger uh, in in the in the sense of that wasn't going to work. And uh, then when you get in front of a um, any kind of jurisprudence as opposed to the NCAA, you're compelled obviously to tell the truth, and it needs to match up with uh, other evidence of truth. So, you know, wow. I mean, this all I like to say is wow, but. Uh, I was trying to. That's why I was trying to tell everybody, uh, you know, three, four weeks ago. This wasn't about sign stealing. This was about an operation to uh, break an NCAA rule or rules, and that's what it was always going to come back to, whether you did or did not. And uh, the, you know, as you know, uh, last week uh, in their letter, um, anyway, in Tony Petiti's letter announcing the the uh, suspension was the fact that. Uh, they had enough evidence already that could be proven by the NCAA that, in fact, rules had been broken. A rule had been broken. So I didn't know what you were going to get out of going in front of a judge because, you know, you're suspended by your organization, not by uh, United States of America. <laughs> and, it, and it's obvious, and Tim May from Columbus, Buckeye Big Ten Insider, joining us uh, on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. The the minute they did the about face and agreed to the three game suspension, they didn't want to step into that courtroom and have the Big Ten, which has access to any evidence they want under that right. sportsmanship bylaw, where they would have unveiled what Partridge had done or who he talked to, and that would have just been an 
a PR bomb in that courtroom. Yeah, who knows what they would have? Who knows what they would have unveiled there? But clearly, as I tweeted uh, yesterday, uh, smarter, cooler heads prevailed at Michigan, and in essence, uh, and accept your punishment, you know, uh, as meted out. But you know, also, uh, you know, as the release from the Big Ten indicated, you know, this this uh, investigation by the NCAA goes on. So, you know, that's where we are at the moment. Pretty, pretty interesting moment. It is. Uh, it's uh, if you think about it. As I began my show with my opening huge opinion today, Tim, that you are, you have your head coach, second ranked team in the country, two time defending Big Ten champion. Yep. You have him suspended for now officially half of the season. Regular season. Uh, yep. Connor Stallions, $55,000 a year analyst, whatever you want to call him, but on Harbaugh's payroll or the staff, yep. the Michigan payroll. Uh, yep. He's been, he resigned, wasn't fired, which is kind of crazy that he was suspended with pay, but Partridge has just shown the door immediately, which I think is a sign that behind closed doors, Santa Ono and Ward Manuel are furious. Okay. Well, it may be that, but also remember this, but the point I pointed out to you earlier if you're no longer uh, a, an employee of the, of the university, of the athletic program, of the football program, you're no longer compelled to answer any questions from the NCAA about anything. You are if you're still an employee. So keep and, that in and, mind. And he didn't. He refused. I think, if I remember initially, that's why there was a talk of firing, and he just resigned and whatever. I'm sure he had uh, legal right. counsel as well. So I. I this is the first time during this story, outside of maybe last Friday when they got news late of uh, the Big Ten and the three-game suspension, where it affected Michigan, I think, a little bit early last week. They weren't playing a juggernaut offense. Maybe James Franklin is the worst offensive head coach I've ever seen, uh, and they got through it. But now you get another Friday where you thought this was going to be the hearing and Harbaugh's going to be cleared and he'll be back coaching. That was the pie-in-the-sky Mindset by a lot of people, including me in this state. So now mm-hmm. he is suspended the next two. You add on the Partridge story, which could involve players, former player. Again, I don't. we don't know who was on that NCAA deposition-like interview list. Now I, I have this sense from doing a show for over 32 years. Will it affect? I, I just don't know. Will it affect Michigan on the field now? Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's right. that, that is, that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question, or two point eight or billion dollar question, whatever, or whatever kind of math you want to use. By the way, uh, you know what they were seeking wasn't something that would necessarily clear Jim Harbaugh. It would allow him to coach while the investigation, right? The NCAA investigation, yeah. even the Big yeah. Ten settling. It's this this right. wasn't going to end today, but at right. least it would be ninety days to respond, and you get into. You know, uh, you know, probably March of next year, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe that quick. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, here's Good the point. thing. Here's the thing. Mr. Blake can move at almost any kind of speed it wants to. Uh, the Big Ten is quite, uh, I'm sure, quite appreciative that it jumped in there when it did, and then afforded the NCAA, the uh, Big Ten, a look at some of the evidence they had collected and could prove. That's what. Well, that's what was in Tony Petiti's uh, statement last Friday that that, that they could prove. And uh, so it kind of put the shoe on the other foot. And 
that's the difference um, between this Friday and last Friday. And now, uh, like you just said, one guy resigned, another guy's been fired uh, from that staff. Because, I mean, Carter Stallions was on the staff. He was a, a quote, low-level assistant in quote, or whatever you want to call him, but he was on the staff. He was getting paid by Michigan. Now, you know, the question is, who was funding it? You know, that's a, that's another that's another part of the investigation. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, the Ohio State side of this, uh, just from a pure football standpoint, again, we don't know mentally uh, how this would affect Michigan. They should take care of business, but Maryland uh, does post every once in a while, and they'll have a game where you're like, oh, they're a pretty good team. I'm not yeah, sure. ask Ohio State right. about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they will. They always, With Loxley especially, they just will have a game where you're like, all right, how's, how's this team winning for the first time uh, in a month? That comes down to coaching. Uh, but this matchup, if we had Michigan-Ohio State tomorrow instead of a week from today, away from off-the-field drama, just line up football team versus football team in Ann Arbor, November 25th at the big house, who has the advantage? We're a week removed from Jim Harbaugh being in Penn State and not being able to coach. That was a major emote. You could tell, uh, by the way, Sharon Moore uh, reacted after the game and others. That was a major galvanizing moment for a football team uh, based on one of their own being penalized. That has come and gone, in my opinion. That doesn't change anything huge about the way I think about this whole, this Michigan football team. I think it's a tremendous football team. So I, I'm not sure. I, I would think the rational, rational, uh, clear-thinking Michigan fan right now and alum is going, what in the hell is going on? They're not flailing away like some were a week ago or the last several weeks, pointing at everybody but themselves, pointing the finger at everybody but themselves. They they, in some respects, they have to be embarrassed. They have to be embarrassed if they are if they believe in their university and their and their their coach and their football team. They have to be embarrassed by what happened, by what has happened, and what might happen. So I don't know what that does for a uh, football player's psyche. Um, I remember though. I remember Ohio State back in 2010. It was revealed, you know, before Christmas. Uh, what had happened there with the tattoo parlor and guys, uh, you know, basically trading their their gold pants and whatever because you know gold pants have become basically a trinket. They had so many of them back then, huge <laughs> for beating Michigan many years in a row. But uh, but I remember, you know, obviously the NCAA made a ruling that those players could play against Arkansas in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl, and Ohio State went down and went down there and had a great victory over Arkansas in the Sugar Bowl. So you never know what this kind of stuff from a distraction standpoint is going to do, either in a positive or negative way, in my opinion. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Ohio State and Michigan are two of the top four or five programs, football teams, excuse me, football teams in the country as we speak. Tim May, Buckeye Insider, he knows the Big Ten from Columbus, was a legendary writer for the Columbus Dispatch Kind of like the Woody Hayes uh, back in the day. Uh, good man. Uh, you know, Ryan Day, how much pressure is on Day? If he loses to a Michigan team 
that's coached by Sharon Moore and not Harbaugh. And the third straight loss to the Big Ten away. Because now it's kind of like, okay, quantifying cheating, whatever this is, it's still a long ways away from the investigation being finalized. It's the football game, the game, a week from tomorrow. And if it's not Harbaugh and Sharon Moore beats Ryan Day, what type of pressure does that bring his way in Columbus? Well, see, it's not. He's not. Right, Jim Harbaugh is there up until like what three hours before kickoff. I mean, he's going to be with the team. I mean, just like last week. Right, right. He's going to Maryland. He's that's, with the team up until he he doesn't yeah. get on the bus with the team. That's it. Right. I mean, so see that that to me is the part of is the joke part of the penalty he got from the Big Ten. I thought the Big Ten went easy on him in that regard because it should be three weeks of suspension, three not three six hour game days. I mean. That's the part that's uh, because, but you know, by uh, Saturday morning you've done ninety percent. Shoot, a head coach has done about ninety nine percent of what he's going to get the team get ready for. There are decisions to be made in a game, punt or not punt. Hey, pass or not pass. <laughs> that was pretty interesting last week. That was talk about a sign of strength. Uh, but other than that, and you know, whether you take the ball or start for the second half or. Whether you call a timeout, you know, timeouts. We've seen the coaches, big time veteran coaches, screw up decisions about going for two and everything else this year, you know, or taking a knee. So that mistake can be made by the best of coaches. But, you know, this idea that, you know, that it's going to be Ryan Day against no Harbaugh, they don't play. And number two, Harbaugh will be involved in everything up to three hours before that game, maybe two hours before that game. So I think that's not. Uh, a proper analogy, you know. I mean, I remember when Ryan Day missed the uh, trip to uh, Michigan State back in 20, 2020 during COVID because he had COVID, you know. And Larry Johnson stepped up there, and they they had a convincing victory with about with about uh, uh, with most of their offensive line missing because of COVID and a lot of other things challenges. And they stepped up and won that game. So, you know, it's uh, there have been games without head coaches on the sidelines. That's for sure. And uh, uh, I'm not sure how much of a difference that makes unless you haven't prepared your staff properly. And I'm sure they're going to be prepared properly. And I thought they did a hell of a job last week. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But this is not this is not Day versus Harbaugh. This is Ohio State versus Michigan. That's the name of his new book, uh, Tim May, <laughs> Thoughts from the Stands. Uh, my man, thank you so much. This story has wore me out because I've, hey, I've been all over the place on it. What? You remember when you were screaming at me though three or four weeks ago, and I was just all I was trying to say was, I wasn't man, you got screaming. yeah. Well, you screaming. know, you were oh, your voice was up. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into semantics on that, but the point I kept making was you got it. You know, Tony Petiti. It was not gonna be Tony Petiti versus Harbaugh. It was gonna be the Big Ten versus the Michigan football program, and what what the hell is going on? And it always turned out to be that way. And man, I've never too. I've been like you said. I've been around. I think longer than you have, maybe. And, yeah, you uh, are. You've been I, around. You were there. You what? actually were there. Uh, you covered Woody Hayes back in high school. Well, no, but I did get to talk to Woody Hayes many, many times. I moved up here in 76 from Texas. I'd already been a, a sports editor by then of a local local paper, Lufkin News, in Texas when I was 22, 19 to 22. But I digress. Bottom line was uh, uh, this was never going to this – was, this was about somebody breaking – somebody – at Michigan, or several at Michigan, breaking an NCAA rule. It was not about stealing, stealing signs. And then when you, then when not you, then when people go and try to 
try to uh, deflect and everything else. That's what makes people mad is when you don't step in front of the mirror and go, boy, made a mistake here, got to own up to it. You know what I mean? That's I know what you mean, you Billy. To, that's why you get to a point to where you are today. Uh, Michigan gets to a point where it is today. They should have stepped up several weeks ago. As I said, even on your show back then, take your punishment, take your medicine, you know, self, self, uh, you know, self suspend like, uh, like Michigan did at the beginning of the year. Like uh, Ohio State did with with uh, Urban Meyer way back in 2018, although it wasn't an NCAA thing, but self suspend and move on. But no, nah, you know Michigan couldn't do that for some reason. Michigan couldn't do that, and now it sits where it sits. Tim May, uh, my man, appreciate the opinions from afar in Columbus, Ohio. We'll talk to you soon. Huge, you know, it's always a pleasure. You know that man. Hey, hey, hey. you know what, man? We've both been on both sides of these stories yeah, that's and. Right. Uh, you just you, right. you you're chasing it, and it 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 just is there. Then you think, okay, it's going this way, back this way. It, it, this is the most insane story right. I've ever been a part here's, of. Here's the thing, man. When when stuff is happening around Ohio State, us reporters who cover Ohio State, we've we've always pretty much just looked at what what you know as far as Ohio State was concerned. We didn't really turn around and start pointing fingers, and you know, in essence, and. In Michigan's case, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of things that came from the Michigan camp. I'm not the Michigan camp involved a lot more than the football program. We're like trying to incriminate others for for this being uncovered in the first place. That was not the way to go about business. So uh, that's basically the point I was making a long time ago. Timmy, I got to catch a break. Thank you so much, you my man. It. Okay, huge. all right, Bye, man. Yeah, there he is, Tim May from Columbus. Yeah, here in. Hearing the Buckeye guy kind of really comfortable in his tone of voice and Santa Ono, Ward Manuel, Jordan Acker, the Regent, a lot of national media, Joel Clack, Colin Coward, right? I was right there. I really thought before they went public, either talking about a new contract or the support they showed last week when the Big Ten sent that letter of intent to discipline, whatever it's called that they would have done all their homework with every single employee on that campus connected to football. And they didn't, and here we are. Doug Skeen, former Michigan lineman, five-time Big Ten champion. He co-hosts the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at thewolverine.com. He'll join us next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Every Saturday in November, two hourly winners, 5 to 10 p.m., take home a cool $500 cash. At 11 p.m. each night, one lucky guest wins a hot new Jeep Renegade or 15 grand. The Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not nine to five, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not nine to five, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So, which one are you? 
Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE uh, when you sign up. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday presented by our friends at Coppercraft Distillery. When you're at Ford Field Sunday, look for the Coppercraft Distillery Honolulu Blue Stations. Enjoy that blue raspberry lemonade and vodka. It's like an adult Kool-Aid, but good for W's and wins. Look for Honolulu Blue if you're 21 and up at your local bar, restaurant, pub, or store. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. We do have uh, the quick link uh, where you can find out a store close to you to get your Honolulu Blue. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Save on Thanksgiving in one stop at Meyer. Get a Meyer Grade A frozen turkey, 59 cents per pound, limit one, plus all the potatoes, stuffing, and tasty pies you could want. And preview Black Friday deals in the Meyer app. Deals so good, you just gotta celebrate. Get Thanksgiving in one stop and shop holiday deals this week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview. Each and every week we get together with Ferris President Dr. Bill Pink. We talk about how he and his team are moving Ferris Ford at the campus in Big Rapids, Michigan, and also at locations 
uh, throughout the state, including the Kendall School of Art and Design in downtown Grand Rapids. And Dr. Pink, welcome back. Hey, good to be here as always. Appreciate it, brother. All right. I saw the news from Dave Murray from your media relations team that applications in October are up 73% for Ferris State University. You know, and I fully I fully expected, as we talk about that, I fully expected you to say, hey, um, you're welcome because of our presence on the huge show. That this might be one of the reasons why those applications are up. So I'm going to say thank you for that. Um, I, I tell you, it's things like this, though, and honestly, I think it's, it's things like this, us having a very prominent um, and regular um, occurrence across the state on shows like yours, on when you see billboards across the state now about Ferris State, when people hear about the kind of things that we have not only happening on this campus, but in the works, I think what we're starting to see on this is the, the, the effect of us just doing a lot more and working a lot harder to get that word out. And I think we're starting, starting to pay dividends. People are finding out more and more about what it means to be a bulldog. And what is the common theme when applications are up and interest is up uh, with the university? And I think what we do statewide uh, is a big part of it. But you're doing a lot of things. I see all around the state in Detroit, you're in Grand Rapids, like you talked last week at a fundraising dinner you're going up north you're traveling the entire state talking about what ferris state university has to offer on campus online at the satellite uh, locations Uh, what is the common theme on why people are choosing to go to ferris state university i think a big I, i would put number one is that i think people are starting to realize more and more the value proposition of a ferris state degree so one thing we talk about a lot are our graduates, and we highlight graduates and alumni who have left this institution either two, three, five, ten, twenty years ago, and some of the things that they're doing now. I think that value proposition speaks loudly to people, and now you have students who are saying, you know what, if that's what you can get from uh, having those degrees that are in these very relevant areas, of, of the of a career path, very relevant. And I think folks are starting to, are having more of a realization of, number one, hey, there is a great institution up here in Big Rapids, and two, if you can access this institution, which you can, then you can have an amazing opportunity to finish here, not just in a degree, it's what I always say, it's not just about a, de- a, a degree, it's about a career path, and that's what you have with the fair state, with with uh, what we do in these uh, when when uh, folks leave this place, it's a career path, and and it's the people. You and I were talking before today's moving Ferris Ford conversation that is heard statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. And every time I'm around people from Ferris, I leave like I've known these people for years. Mm. And the nice thing about that is not only do you find that with folks on this campus. When you talk to people, and this is what I've found these last 16 months of being uh, in this position, but also just in these last eight years of being in, um, in the state of Michigan, that is those folks who have graduated from this institution, they have that same care and love for the university. I've never seen an alumni base that is as passionate and, com- and devoted to this institution well after they're done here. They come back to campus, they come and uh, whether I see them here in Big Rapids, whether when I'm traveling, 
I was just uh, yesterday and today I was in Detroit and then in Lansing this morning um, and had a gentleman sitting beside me. I was doing it on a panel discussion talking about the state of Michigan. The gentleman sitting next to me is in the UP that's doing great work. But he looks at me and says, Dr. Payne, good to see you. I'm a fair state alum. And he's doing good things up in the UP. You find them all over the place. If you want to find out why applications are up 73% in October for Ferris State University, go to ferris.edu. And it's the entire experience on campus, off campus, the career path you choose when you apply to go to Ferris, but also from sports to the social life to being a part of helping others. uh, It's all there, including the alumni base and Ferris State fans converging on the campus of Grand Valley State University, the Anchor Bone playoff uh, rematch from earlier this year in Allendale. Tony Anise won't be on the sidelines. The NCAA said the Bulldogs celebrated too much in the locker room. We're not going to go there. We're not going to discuss coaches being suspended, Dr. <laughs> it's like It's like west side, east side. We got them everywhere. We're not going to discuss it. Uh, but let's talk about that rivalry and really on and off the field, uh, Dr. Pink. And I know you were in Grand Rapids as president of Grand Rapids Community College, but the Ferris Grand Valley rivalry is truly as good as it gets in football, all, all divisions. No, you're not. It, it, it fully agree. You're not going to find this type of a, of a rivalry uh, anywhere else in terms of it, anywhere else being more. Um, passionate and more intense. And I, I love the passion around it. I mean, uh, rivalries can be very healthy for institutions, for communities, as long as the passion is in con- is controlled. We've got an awesome coach in Tony and Nice. I'm, I'm, I feel like our institution is fortunate to have uh, a coach who cares about players and works as hard as he does on the field. Uh, I appreciate him. Uh, we're not going to, as you said, we're not going to have him on Saturday. Um, but the the, uh, the coaching staff and the gentleman who fills in for him, Coach Rock, Brian Rock, uh, we're talking about 30 years of experience in terms of, uh, of coaching. And uh, with our guys being in the hands of not only Coach Rock, but uh, a great set of assistant coaches who several in their own right uh, could have, will, have, will have opportunities, I think, to move into head coaching positions. I feel uh, that the work that Coach Anise has put in place, um, not just this week to prepare, but you know this as well as I do, preparation for big games like this starts back in August. And so the way we, we will uh, hit the field on, on tomorrow uh, afternoon, I'm excited. I'll be there uh, along with a whole lot of Bulldogs screaming fans uh, cheering our men on uh, for the uh, and uh, hope to be rewarded for the hard work that these men have put in. Yeah, D two playoffs. It was interesting that with how highly ranked both schools had been all season long, that they end up playing each other in round number one again. That's something else we're not going to discuss when it comes <laughs> to the NCAA. We're not discussing that. This is a feel. This is a feel good. Celebrate the growth. Applications are up seventy three percent at Ferris. Uh, it's playoff football tomorrow. Get your arch rival. Uh, we're not. We're not going to go down that path. I'll, I'll save that for other parts of the show today. Okay. That's, yes. Let's save it because. Let's save it. Yes. I don't want to get you suspended. Also, President yeah. Pink is suspended. 
You can get me in trouble, brother. I, I, yeah, not that I do that for a living, but I know I know the boundaries. My man, I appreciate the time. Enjoy that Ferris Grand Valley game D2 playoff matchup in Allendale on the west side of the state tomorrow, and we'll talk next week. And that was Dr. Bill Pink. I think we lost him at the end. That happens a lot at the end. I am not going to call out Big Rapids mobile service. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm all positive, and I'm not going down negative highway. You can find out more on how Dr. Bill Pink and all the leaders at Ferris are moving that institution forward. Go to ferris.edu. That's ferris.edu. Huge here with my good friend Lomas Brown, and together we are connecting with Drew and the team at Impact Power Sports Rockford, the only place in West Michigan to get the best-made golf cart on the planet, Yamaha. Now, we're a couple of big dudes, and there's going to be a huge cart, and also, Lomas, there's going to be a pretty cool cart for you connected to what you do for a living. Absolutely huge. <laughs> the kind folks at Impact Power Sports are customizing one of those carts for me right now. And as you know, man, those carts are the most comfortable and longest lasting golf carts on the market today. And Impact Power Sports it's the only place to preserve yours. So, yeah, man, it'd be great to see people come out and see that. Yeah, we'll be out there at the Big House on November 25th from 8 a.m. until noon, right across uh, from the stadium with our friends from Soren Eagle and also Impact Power Sports Rockford, the only place in West Michigan to get the best made golf carts on the planet from our friends at Yamaha. And you can. Also get details soon on the HUGE show and how you could register to win uh, Lomas's golf cart. That might be tough to get it away from you, Lomas. I know. I know it's going to look good, man. That Honolulu blue and silver, man. And like I say, how big and comfortable that is. Yeah, they might have to pry the big fella out of it. And before we go, Lomas, I know you have a few words for Drew and the team at Impact Power Sports in Rockford. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be working and partnering up with those guys. Looking forward to seeing them on November 25th at the Big House. You can join Lomas and myself, Impact Power Sports, November 25th at the Big House, right across from the stadium. And keep listening to the huge show for all of the details. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? 
It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on the HUGE show, the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in the state, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays between 3 and 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Lomas Brown was telling me a story that he was out in Fiji for a vacation and he brought along his mobile device so he could listen on the iHeart app weekdays at 3. Lomas, that still touches my heart. I know. You know, anything I could do to help us prosper, help you prosper, Hughes. I'm here for you, my good man. So, yes, I'm here for you. And by the way, uh, helping people prosper in businesses, uh, Josh Garvey, who is the managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be officially Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. Dorn Mayhew has their world headquarters over in Troy on the east side of the state. Uh, He joins us each and every week. And we talk about the Lions. We'll look back at the Chargers' victory uh, over L.A. uh, in Inglewood. That was fantastic. Look ahead to the Bears in Detroit on Sunday. We'll make our huge picks off the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, big board. But let's welcome in uh, Josh Garvey. How you doing, my man? Good. Looking tan, looking refreshed. I feel refreshed, ready to go. Went down to, you know... Lomas's old stomping grounds down in Florida. The guy owns a state. He's like bigger than Don Shula. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good time down there? Had a great time. So in where you were at in Naples, where uh, Dorn May, who has a location for Myers area, are they more, are they Bucks fans there? Because there's a ton of transplants. Are they Dolphins? You got Jaguars are up there in the northeast corner of Florida. What was the vibe on the NFL team of choice in that Fort Myers, Naples area where you were at with your friends from Dorn Mayhew? A lot of Dolphins fans. So I I was at a couple of uh, local little bars watching the Lions game and and the the Michigan football game, and there was a lot of Dolphins shirts, a lot of Dolphins jerseys. So more Miami Dolphins in Tampa Bay. I saw zero Jacksonville uh, jerseys, shirts, hats. It was was all Miami, a lot of Miami. I think Jacksonville's yeah. going to be the London franchise in the NFL. That's my prediction, Lomas. I, I, I kind of feel that way. It kind of makes sense uh, because, you know, if you think about it, Dawson's have been down there the longest out of any of the other teams. So it kind of makes sense that they, it would be a lot more of them down there uh, than Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. You know, and, um, yeah, so I can see why you've seen a lot of that. And I, I am – I am a Dolph fan, Josh, you know, because growing up down there in Miami, only undefeated team, baby. We pop that cork every year. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I maybe let, let me go check the old NFL resume for Lomas. Uh, oh, hold on, what's that stop in Tampa Bay? <laughs> hey, now you know, hey, you you know when you grow up somewhere, now that's right. You 
You grew up a Lions fan, so, you know, I did grow up in Miami, a Dolphin fan, but, you know, I am a Lion, though. I played for the Lions. Never got an opportunity to play for my hometown team. That would have been nice. So when you were 10, 11 years old, uh, it was the Dolphins for Lomas Brown growing oh, up in Florida. Oh, my goodness, man. Yes, man. That's all we knew, man. Don Shula, man. That man could walk on water down in Miami. And he was shake about it, Josh. When I grew up down there, it was no Marlins. It was no Miami Heat. It was no other, you know, it was no uh, Panthers, any of that. It was just, it was all football down there in the state of Florida when I grew up down there. So, you know, so that's all you concentrated on in Miami. Like I say, Miami was the team. Nick Bonacani, Paul Warfield, Zonka. Mercury Morris. I mm. can name the guys, man. We had some guys back in the day. So, and Josh Garvey, managing shareholder from Bean Carter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. When you were growing up, was it all Lions for you? You don't have to, you can be honest with this. Yeah, I was a huge Lions fan. Well, family uh, full of Lions fans? Family full of Lions fans. So you grew up in uh, West Michigan? West Michigan, yep, West Michigan. So the whole family was Lions fans? Big Lions fans. And I was a Chicago Bulls basketball fan. I just Because of Jordan, right? Because of Jordan. Right, I mean, right. I just all Jordan. But Yeah, my mom used to tell me if I didn't clean my room, I'd have to wear a Greg Landry jersey to school. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, but on a serious note, Loma, when you brought up being young and asking Josh, the one thing I'm seeing now that I've never seen, so I've been doing the huge show across Michigan, back in Michigan for over 22 years now. And at my, when my kids were all growing up, all five of them, I go to their elementary schools, you know, the kids stop having you come for lunch when they hit middle school, right? Or maybe even fifth grade. But when they were in that first, second, third, fourth, fifth grades, the kids would wear their jerseys to school. They do jersey day. I swear to God, with all five of my children, I never saw a kid wearing a Lions t-shirt or jersey. They'd wear Michigan, Michigan State. They'd wear Curry, LeBron, uh, Kobe, all this. And now I'll tell you that I stopped in to drop off something uh, for a coach who's an elementary teacher, and it was lunch, and I saw like a third of the kids wearing Lions gear. Well, I got a friend of mine just I just talked to the other day, and he told me that was the same case for him. He said he walked in this bar, this establishment, uh, restaurant, and he said a third of the people were wearing Lions stuff. And like you say, think about the huge. When people used to be out talking about the Lions, it used to be all negative. It used to be all negative. Now it's all positive. Like I say, nobody, I don't think the term same old Lions, even in the walls, I don't think the term same old Lions should come up again. Because I think that's, that, that phrase, that, that should be dead right now. And, you know, I think they have buried that, that they aren't the same old Lions team that we've been used to watching these last 30 years. So, Josh, you have how many children? Three. Three, yeah, three kids. Do they wear Lions gear by choice, or do you force it on them? By choice. I really? Mean, it's Yeah, so there's How a, long has that been going on with the kids wearing Lions gear? Probably the last two or three years. Yeah, so that um, would be when they're, you know, mm-hmm. starting to get on the radar, have some, mm-hmm. you know, star power. So your, your kids are how old? What ages? 
uh, seven, nine, and twelve. So who would be their go-to Lions player, jersey, shirt, or when they watch a game, or you take them down to a game that they're really excited about seeing? Uh, two of my sons are Hutchinson. Just exciting to see Aiden play, the energy, and then uh, my other son uh, really likes golf. Really likes Jared Goff and maybe some Amon Ra there too um, oh, on the receiver wow. side. But yeah, that's that's really that's awesome. Uh, Lomas, your kid because you your children are older now, right? Uh, yes, yes, I got older kids, but but I have a twenty five year old son, so um, he's a big Lion fan. So he's hard on the Lions. Oh my goodness, man, he's hard on them, and we finally won him over. So I know things have changed in my household because he used to be very hard on the Lions, and I'm his dad, and he used to be hard on them. So he, but he's won the day, won them over, and yeah, man, he talks about the Lions all the time and what he thinks they should do, and so he's bought in now. He really is. You know, part of why he might be angry with the Lions because in those years when you're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know playing on teams, you know, club, middle school, high school kids, and they have their favorite football players or teams, and your dad is Lomas and Lions, and you had to live through it when you're growing up, and the poor kid is not beat down. I'm not talking anything physically, but mentally. And now when he's 25, he's so jaded like a lot of us were, and that's what this 16-4 and run has done, Lomas. The Lions are, six, if I'm not wrong, after winning in L.A., 16-4 and in their last 20 games. Amazing. This is, I mean, this is impressive. This really is. They are on the hot run right now. Again, like I said, with the way that they're playing, with the way the personnel is, with all the bumps that they've overcome, with all the injuries that they've been able to sustain and overcome and actually prosper, having some of the injuries to some of the players we had. Man, I'm telling you, this team, to me, they're hardened. And what I mean by that is it shouldn't be a situation that they go into that they don't expect to win or uh, any adverse situation shouldn't affect them. You know, be it the weather, be it injuries, be it anything going on the road, because they've done that basically all year long. I think the biggest question is, how is Jared going to handle outside weather? I know he is. I think that's the biggest last question that they're saying is comparing his indoor record to his outdoor record. So that's the only biggest question I think that's left. But they're going, he's going to answer because they've answered every other question that needed to be. Well, a couple of things I'll say about the outdoor thing, that he looked pretty good last year in the finale against Green Bay on a cold, yep. snowy Sunday night. He looked pretty good outdoors against Tampa. He looked really good outdoors uh, against Green Bay. Uh, he looked yep. good outdoors against Kansas City. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I I think all of us are dealing, and and I was just kidding about your son being, uh, you know, beat down mentally. But man, you live vicariously through your teams, and yeah. and we're not used to this. I mean, I'm looking at playoff predictors that say the Lions have a 97 percent chance of being a playoff team, and we're not even to the third week of November, or that they got an 86 percent chance of winning the NFC North. That you know, Jared Goff now has joined the elite quarterbacks in my mind. 
Yeah, there's some work to do with Hutchinson, but he's getting double teamed a lot. I, I think Lions fans, because of the social networks, Lomas, and Josh, I'll get your thoughts on it too, that you almost pick a Lion every week you want to uh, beat down a little bit. Whether, oh, Jamal can't catch anymore, man. They trade him, man. Just get a get a kicker that can kick a 55-yarder. Or it's, oh, well, Hutch, uh, you know, he's getting pressure, but he's not getting sacks. Hey, folks, I got to remind you that linemen don't get a sack every snap. <laughs> uh, Lomas, now I'm getting fired up about him. Uh, hey, I know you <laughs> it's <are>. crazy. <laughs> but, that, but again... Huge. There's so much expectations that so many expectations that have been heaped on this team. Now that they've, like you say, over this last 16, 17 game stretch or whatever they've been on, you know that now people are expecting this. And I'm telling you, the better they get, you know, the more people are going to expect. That's just kind of almost kind of human nature. So. Yeah, they're going to find the things to pick at. They are. You, you, you're not going to ever satisfy anyone. That's why I've always been taught, man. So you might as well try to satisfy yourself because you ain't going to be able to try to satisfy everybody. So, uh, Josh, for you as a Lions fan and also being the managing shareholder for uh, Dorn Mayhew, uh, their Grand Rapids office now, formerly uh, Bean Garter, from your personal expectations to you coming on uh, each and every week with us on the HUGE show with former Lion Lomas Brown, uh, to your kids, your three children and your wife and everybody being Lions fans, what would you say while you guys are eating pizza at night or you're out for a family dinner, what are the expectations of the Garvey family for this Lions team right now? Um, I would say to make the playoffs and, and probably win that first game at least, right? It's The hype is real. We're 7-2. and two. Um, I think the expectation is to get to the playoffs and to win that first game, win the North, um, which all signs look like we're on that road. But I think that's the expectation. Lomas, what are your expectations from what you witnessed this year? That after you get on the team charter after the Chargers win, which was more about the offense, not about the defense, and really Dan Campbell and and gutsy uh, big footballs, uh, fourth down calls, uh, what are your expectations for this team as we talk uh, with Josh Garvey and the team from Dorn Mayhew? Yeah, so it's still the same, Huge, with it's for us to win the division and host the playoff game and win that playoff game. That's my expectations. Now, I know, again, like I've told you before, I know they're thinking beyond those expectations as well they should be. You know, so these are mine. And I think if you can accomplish even my lower expectations, that's going to put you in a great position to do what you need to do or what you want to get accomplished as an organization. But I think it starts with winning the division. And we still got games to go, you know, and there's still games to be played. But if we can win the division and host a playoff game and win that playoff game, that would be stuff that hadn't been done here in 30-some-odd years right there. And like I say, that will put you in position to possibly win the next playoff game and, and like I say, advance to the NFC championship game and possibly win that and get to the Super Bowl. So that's that's kind of where I'm 
where my expectations are right now. Lomas Brown, former Lion, part of Lions Radio Network with Dan, TJ, and the crew uh, joining us with our friends from Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office. The world headquarters for Dorn Mayhew are in Troy, one of the world's top accounting and business firms. So Tony Romo, at the end of the broadcast, said this is a team that could win the Super Bowl, talking about the Lions. And Jim Nance, before he said goodbye on CBS, said we may see this team in Vegas. Why would Nance and Romo say the Lions look like a Super Bowl team? From what you witnessed, and you were there on the radio side Sunday in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. he. Okay, huge. I'll break it down this way. The Lions got two of the most important things that you need to go on the road and win a playoff game or to also go on the road in in climate weather and to win those playoff games and, like he said, advance and get to Las Vegas in the Super Bowl. One, they have a defense. They have a defense, especially a defense, a run defense that can stop the run. That's important that you be able to stop the run because most teams want to come in there and be physical with you, and that's the easiest way for a team to start to, to be physical with you up front is to run the ball. It's always easier and more physical for an offensive lineman to go forward during run blocking than it is to come backwards in the retreat position. Uh, coming backwards in pass position, uh, pass blocking. So that's the number one thing. And the other thing they have is we have a run game. We got a running game. We have a great offensive line, and we have a run game with Jameer Gibbs, and we have uh, David Montgomery. And you could take that on the road. You could take that in inclement weather. Weather. You could take a running game wherever, and the running game is what you're going to need if you need to sold away a game in the playoffs. You know, you're going to have to do that with a good run game. And so if you have an opposing quarterback that's really good and they got a really good offense and you need to chew up clock and keep him on the sideline, that's what you use your run game to do. So your run game almost becomes an extension of your defense because you're keeping that opposing offense on the sidelines. So we got two of the most important ingredients you need to get into the playoffs and advance in the playoffs. That's why Jim Nash said what he said. Lomas Brown, former Lions, joining us each and every week, presented by our friends at Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, joins us. Josh, off of what you watched on Sunday against the Chargers, why would you agree with Romo and Nance that the Lions could be in Vegas as NFC champions in the Super Bowl? Hard to hear that. That's crazy. Crazy to to hear you say that. but It doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem real. It it doesn't. I think uh, I don't know if we're really alive or this is football field of dreams, (laughs) the movie. (laughs) I don't know either. Lomas is going to walk out of a cornfield again. I don't know what a cornfield has to do with a football game, but we'll just roll with it. Um, Not to echo everything Lomas said, but the running game, I mean, you saw that against the Chargers. Both backs had over 100 yards. Gibbs and Montgomery look like just a (laughs) – powerhouse running team right best there. Best duo, best tandem in the NFL right now. Best yeah. two running backs. And they're just getting Together started. on the same team, I mean. They're just getting started, right? I mean, you talk about just getting going together here, first season together. But 
I think couple that with the defense, the run-stop game, um, very tough. And you, you couple that with the coaching experience on our sideline. You, you like Campbell and the energy. You like Glenn. You like some of the other coordinators, um, our, our offensive coordinator, and, and some of the things he pulls out of his sleeve. But you like Goff. Goff's up there with some of the quarter, top quarterbacks in the league. So you got all the right ingredients. I think that's – mix that up in a bowl, and, and that's what championship teams have is – the, 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 the tough defense, the good running backs, the, the solid quarterback, and they're well-coached. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn May, who heads up their Grand Rapids office. Lomas Brown joining us. All right, so uh, Chargers game speaks for itself. Another quality road win. Road wins at KC, as I mentioned, at Green Bay, at Tampa, uh, at the Chargers. A lot of teams will go 0-4 no matter what level. Uh, you sit at right now in the NFL. Now they get a home game on Sunday, back-to-back home games with the short turnaround with the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Ticket demand is unprecedented uh, when it comes to the Lions. Uh, They're saying, I don't know if it's smoke, that Fields is going to start on Sunday. Running quarterback, so we we praise the Lions. Uh, We talk about what they have and what they can do, but... Running quarterbacks or even Herbert getting away four times from pressure and keeping drives alive. Force that to be a final field goal game when the Lions could have put away uh, the Chargers early. Lomas, what are your early thoughts about the Bears and the Lions on Sunday? Yeah, I've been talking to a couple of the radio stations back in Chicago, and I told them all that that scares me with Justin Fields being back in there. You pointed out, Huge, how we have fared against running quarterbacks. And, you know, I just think for Justin, it's not that for that's not the point for me. The point for me is that he's gotten the opportunity because of injury to sit back, watch practice from a different perspective, watch the game from a, a different perspective, go in meetings and, and take in meetings from a different perspective. And I just think with the success that Tyson Badgett had uh, during this little stretch that they had, it just I, I, I think it does a young quarterback, especially a quarterback that was under pressure like Justin, a quarterback that was being criticized, it gives them an opportunity to sit back and kind of look at himself in the mirror, kind of readjust himself, and really take a hard look at themselves. So I think we probably will see the best version of Justin Fields on Sunday. And that just kind of scares me a little bit. Again, like I say, not only can he kill us with his legs, which he's done over the last couple of years, especially last year hurting us, but then he's learning how to extend plays with his legs and get the ball downfield. So, you know, that's the thing that gets me a little nervous uh, with Chicago. And as we know, they want to run the ball. I think they're right behind us. Um, and running the ball, the yards per game, running the ball. So that's what they want to come in and do. So that's our strength. And what I do think, I think they might take the Baltimore Ravens approach to us, meaning use their short pass game as their run game, trying to kind of loosen us up that way and kind of come back and try to attack us with the run late on in the game. Lomas Brown joining us uh, each and every week presented uh, by the team at Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office here in the west side of the state, joins us in studio. Uh, why do you like the Lions on Sunday, and what would be your biggest concern? You just heard uh, Lomas's. I also talked about 
uh, Fields, who ran all over the lines, if you remember. I think it was Thanksgiving Day, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Was it Thanksgiving yeah. last year? And, and he got hurt, took a shot, and he stopped running and tried to be a pocket passer. And that's when the game changed. When he was running, I, I think, because of his power, nothing against the speed of Lamar or Vic in their prime, but where Fields is different, not only does he have wheels, but he breaks tackles. He does, and, and certainly a, uh, a talented guy. But for some reason, I just um, I, he doesn't scare me uh, as much as or make me as nervous as maybe what Lomas was saying. He he's had some inconsistent games too, where he he makes bad decisions. Um, yeah. Sorry, but I he just I'm I'm not. Not you a don't have to fe- apologize he, for disagreeing with Lomas. Uh, he just isn't going to lunch with you anymore. <laughs> sure he will. Come on now. He will too. Come on now. But, um, no, Lomas, I, are you my friend now that Josh is disagreeing with you? <laughs> no. Looks <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. um, no, like everyone's getting real comfortable here in the huge studio. <laughs> no, I think um, I think Fields, um, you know, certainly scary on his feet, very very quick. But I, I, I still think he's a young quarterback. This defense at home, that environment's going to be loud. Um, two division games in the same week, right? That's how you wrap up the I, NFC North, Josh. Would you not agree? I mean, yeah, I, I think you wrap here. up the NFC North by taking care of business Sunday and next Thursday. You do. Um, it, what made me nervous with the Chargers game was was watching Keenan Allen have two or three hundred uh, receiving yards, and but that was Justin Herbert. Now, this, because this Herbert is, had two or three hundred minutes and, uh, to hold the football and look, and then, like I said, he got away from pressure like three times, three of the four runs, which. You know, turned into touchdowns, and yeah. Lions got to finish off the quarterback uh, when he's there. And yeah. Keenan Allen, the way he just abused Cam Sutton and the Lions secondary, it shows that the Lions secondary isn't that good, but they need pressure. And, and Lomas, I think you would agree with that as well that the Lions cannot let NFL quarterbacks sit there. Remember, Lamar Jackson had the one play with almost 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. that was you know luckily the Lions' offense wasn't facing the Ravens' defense, but the the times when I've been nervous about the Lions, and I'll get both of your responses to this, and Lomas, I'll start with you, has been when they're not attacking the quarterback. Yeah, and they they've been a great, doing a great job of that. So so huge. What has to happen now is. Now you kind of force Aaron Glenn's hand into bringing, you know, manufacturing pressure now. So instead of being able to use your front four how we were early in the season to get pressure and actually getting the quarterbacks down on the ground, now, and I noticed he started doing that, now you start sending Alex Anzalone in the A-gap too. Or you send uh, Jack Campbell in the B-gap. Or... Maybe you'd send Tracy Walker um, off the edge, you know, on the blitz, you know, or Brian Branch. That's what he's having to do to bring that fifth man or, or create pressure. And you know, of course, what that does, that puts more pressure on your secondary to have to stick with their guys um, and everything. And that's what good quarterbacks look for. A seasoned quarterback, they want you to blitz them. Because they have all these blitz beaters that they know that they can strike at any time. And the wide receivers know these things, too. So that's the, you know, kind of the situation that Aaron Glenn is in right now. Do I start manufacturing more 
uh, blitz pressure by sending guys, or do I keep relying on my front four to get that pressure and finally get to the quarterbacks and get the sacks? Josh Garvey, there's three times this year when I've looked at the Lions and said, why are you not going after the quarterback? Second half of the Seattle game that they lost. Baltimore really start to finish, maybe a little bit to start the second half. They were bringing some pressure. And obviously, uh, outside of Anzalone, the entire game, because they knew the offense was clicking this past Sunday against the Chargers, uh, would you like to see the Lions' defense be more aggressive? I would, yeah. It seems like there's just too much time back there. And so um, we talked about this before uh, several weeks ago. But, yeah, you'd like to see more pressure on fields uh, this week and, and have him make a couple bad decisions. Certainly can't let him have that much time. He'll run it He'll run it down your throat again, right? He'll have 150 rushing yards and he'll hurt you. So got to get pressure on him. Got to get pressure on him. Uh, Lomas, guys, you know what? We put in about uh, – almost 30 minutes of conversation. We'll do our NFL picks uh, next week. Before uh, we leave, I do want to get everybody's prediction on the Lions and the Bears on Sunday in downtown Detroit. Lomas, we'll begin with you. Yes, I think it's going to be a tough divisional game like they always are when you play your, play your divisional foes. But I just really think the Lions are season right now. They see the prize huge. We're getting close enough to where you can see the prize ahead of you, and the Lions know what's at stake. We got far more talent than the Bears have, so we should be able to go out there and handle the Bears up front and where it matters at in the skill position. So, I'm going to look at the Lions. I think they'll put up over 30 points. Uh, So, let me go 35, and I'll say the Bears, they don't have enough over there. I'll say 35 to 14. Wow, 35-14. I think my number on the game, I was feeling like 31-10. I don't know if the Bears will score a lot. It could be 31-17, but a double-digit win. Lomas goes triple, or 21 points, triple TDs in terms of the Lions covering on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. I have them covering, beyond just covering your thoughts on what the final score reads on that Ford Field scoreboard, Josh, when the Bears-Lions game is done on Sunday? I'm going to go 38-13 Detroit. Oh. Um, I, I do think that they're going to... I feel uh, like we're doing a bad over-under game right now on a game show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of getting boxed out. That's what I... Wow, there's a surprise. Me getting tag-teamed by Josh Garvey and Lomas Brown. <laughs> you don't I'm stand shocked. <laughs> How surprising is that? <laughs> Couldn't see it coming from a mile away where they both tag-team where one of us will be right, Lomas, but we know he's just going to be stuck in the middle like he always is with his ridiculous <laughs> predictions <laughs> should be fun and then uh, next week we'll probably uh, bump it up and do it earlier in the week because of the holiday situation and Lomas uh, has a game on Thursday and everybody has family and friends getting uh, together I do want to thank Lomas Brown for the Lions radio network uh, also uh, he joins us every week courtesy of Dorn Mayhew their world headquarters is in Troy Bean Garter will officially be Dorn Mayhew. The sign is up just off of 131 if you're driving around or through uh, Grand Rapids or one of the world's top accounting and business firms with offices literally all across uh, the world. Josh, good stuff. We'll, get, we'll do our picks next week. I, I think as the Lions are going deeper in this season, uh, there's a lot more conversation about where they're at. 
uh, how unprecedented this is and also uh, the upcoming opponent. But a week from now, right around this time, the Lions could be a 9-2 and two football team, Lomas. 9-2. and two. Oh, That's awesome, man. man. I'm telling wow. you. Wow, you can't lose. You can't lose to Green Bay on Thanksgiving. You can't lose to the Bears on Sunday. Uh, they are mojo killers if you lose to one of those teams. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That'd be a buzz kill if they lose to either one of those teams. So I, I don't see that happening. It's gonna be tough. You know, that's something they expect to happen during one of those games. I just don't see us losing those. Josh, you have the Lions winning the next two. I do, and I agree. It'd be a buzzkill if you don't. Uh, that would hurt bad. Thanksgiving would stink if you lost to the Bears, if the Lions did. It would. It would be bad. And trust me, we've had a lot of bad Thanksgivings. We have. A lot of remotes have totally just penetrated TVs. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, the, the one against the Bears, who was it? What? What year am I thinking when the Bears, was it overtime when they returned the kick? Yes, Eddie Payton, wasn't it? Eddie Payton. I think it was. Payton. Yes, it was yeah. overtime. Yeah, but I had to go to overtime. You're like, hold on, I don't need no pumpkin pie. I'm good. Here's the keg. It's going to be paid on touchdown, Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it was Eddie Payton. Yep. Game over. We've, we've all experienced them. The Lomas, for you as a player, before I let you go, what was the most crushing loss you ever had? As a oh, easily. Oh, easily. The Brett Favre throw. Yes. Yeah. The Brett Is that Favre Sterling throw. Sharp? Yeah. Yep, that was That's it. That's Silverdome, that right? That was it, man. And the crazy thing, Sterling was here for uh, a charity golf home, and we were talking about that, and he was just explaining how that play developed. And I, he was just crushing me as he went through the painstaking details mm. of how – he was wide open and everything, and oh my God, it was just like, yeah, that ball was up there. I ain't never seen the ball other than the sixty-six yard kick that Tucker did against those huge. I think that's the longest I've ever seen a ball up in the air. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. My my gut punch in Lions history was the follow up from the Barry game and destroying the Cowboys at the Silver Dome to the egg laid at Washington the next week in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. Were you yeah. on you were on that team, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. good. I'm glad I could just, you know, yeah. hey, happy holidays from the huge show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> well, great, Bill, you're gonna bring up now I'm bringing up Farm and Sterling Sharp and now you're gonna come at me uh, on the hey. on the Barry game in Washington. I'm I remember I was rapping even before rap was even cool. I was rapping with some country western band about the lines of going to the Super Bowl. Lines are going to the Super Bowl. Say Super Bowl. Say Super Bowl. Lines are going to the Super Bowl. Say Super Bowl. Super Bowl, and then I watched that game hungover. Oh my God! I wasn't sure if the game was making me sick or I was dry heaving from the party the night before. Hey, Josh, does he have on any, on any green over there? Rich right now. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, yeah, let's end, let's end every segment with Josh Carvey yeah. and Dorn Mayhew. Every segment we're gonna do it on. Uh, uh, once a week, we'll talk about the game that just ripped your heart out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, know uh, you know what? That's behind us. And I will say that this team is enjoyable to watch. There's no guarantee of winning every game, 
But the leadership of Campbell, you can see it rub off on assistance, on the culture, the players on the field, off the field. You know, another thing, you're, outside of uh, the gambling thing with JMO and a few other players, they're not getting in trouble. You're not, you're not reading about them at the club. None of that. They, they are, even Dan Campbell didn't even go to the Metallica concert or concerts, plural, in his own building because he says, I'm getting ready for the Chargers. Right? There it is. There it right. is. That, that speaks volumes. Metallica was knocking on his door. They showed the photos going. They did. They said, yeah, you know, enter Sandman. Ah, <laughs> not happening. We're getting ready for the Chargers. That's and that's right. a message to the team. It really is. That's well, a big message. Oh yeah, Josh, you're right. What a message. He I could mean, have been up there on stage. They would have introduced him, would have been roaring, but he didn't make it about him. Yeah. Right? Even as a fan, doesn't it make you want to play for him? I mean, he just gets you so He's wearing a T-shirt. Just, he's sweating. He's yeah. yelling. His veins are popping out. Right. He's like, you know, it, it, it looks like me talking to Brett before the show. <laughs> There's a lot of green over here, Lomas. <laughs> oh, don't, don't start calling me Grinch now, Lomas. Please. Don't, don't, don't get Josh hooked on that. It's getting well, crazy. Fellas, it's awesome. Lomas, uh, we'll talk early next week. Uh, because of the Thanksgiving game with the Packers. Enjoy the call on Sunday against the Bears. All right, thanks. Take care. All right, back at you, Lomas Brown. I just love these conversations. And Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Bean Garter, will hit our NFL picks uh, early next week. Uh, Solid job again, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions are 7-2 with their second NFC North Divisional matchup this weekend as they host the Chicago Bears. The Bears snapped their two-game losing streak last Thursday against Carolina and get back their quarterback, Justin Fields. The Lions have won four out of five, and the offense is humming. Detroit features the NFL leaders in 100-yard games at both the running back and wide receiver positions. David Montgomery is tied atop the league with three such games, and Amon Ross St. Brown is doing the same with six. The Sun God has also become the only player in franchise history with at least 800 receiving yards in his first three seasons. The Lions have struggled recently against the mobile quarterback, so we'll see if that defense can try to contain Justin Fields. I'll see you at Ford Field on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Every Saturday in November, two hourly winners, 5 to 10 p.m., take home a cool $500 cash. At 11 p.m. each night, one lucky guest wins a hot new Jeep Renegade or 15 grand. The Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back for segment two, hour number three on a football Friday on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. So a ton going on, man. You got the Wings, NBA, Michigan, Michigan State, Lions, Bears on Sunday. Game days are better when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. And right now, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And like I said, new customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or NBA. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Even here, Better the Man. Album of the year, Killing Time. Come on up again, Clint Black. This killing time. Clint Black with special guest Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge here with my good friend Lomas Brown, and together we are connecting with Drew and the team at Impact Power Sports Rockford, the only place in West Michigan to get the best-made golf cart on the planet, Yamaha. Now, we're a couple of big dudes, and there's going to be a huge cart, and also, Lomas, there's going to be a pretty cool cart for you connected to what you do for a living. Absolutely huge. <laughs> the kind folks at Impact Power Sports are customizing one of those carts for me right now. And as you know, man, those carts are the most comfortable and longest lasting golf carts on the market today. And Impact Power Sports is the only place to preserve yours. So, yeah, man, it'd be great to see people come out and see that. Yeah, we'll be out there at the big house on November 25th from 8 a.m. until noon right across uh, from the stadium with our friends from Soren Eagle and also Impact Power Sports Rockford, the only place in West Michigan to get the best made golf carts on the planet from our friends at Yamaha. And you can also get details soon on the huge show and how you could register to win uh, Lomas's golf cart. That might be tough to get it away from you, Lomas. I know. I know it's going to look good, man. That Honolulu blue and silver, man. And like I say, how big and comfortable that is. Yeah, they might have to pry the big fella out of it. 
And before we go, Lomas, I know you have a few words for Drew and the team at Impact Power Sports in Rockford. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be working and partnering up with those guys. Looking forward to seeing them on November 25th at the Big House. You can join Lomas and myself, Impact Power Sports, November 25th at the Big House right across from the stadium. And keep listening to The Huge Show for all of the details. Big. Bad. Huge.